When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is not what we had originally planned on talking about, but the Chiefs are playing the Patriots this week, and it's Christmas time. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of a radio secret. The ratings in December always just messed up because... For one month a year, the most popular station in the city is Christmas music, and then it just goes away, you know? So I feel more freedom to talk about what's on my heart, Quentin. That's how I feel. First thing, someone on the text line said asking for a second date the next day is crazy. I would agree, but I think we have seen in Kansas City that there can be an exception. I'm not saying that you... And this girl, let's say you have a great date on Saturday, great dinner, great conversation. I don't know if you can say, can I see you again in a normal way? Like, hey, let's go eat again tomorrow. No, I think I think you're doing a lot. But I do think I do think that you have the ability to let's say that sun. Let's say that Saturday night goes really well. You pick her up at 7 o'clock. You guys got a nice dinner reservation. Let's say you go to Stock Hill. I don't know what Rob was talking about with 801 Chop House. That was crazy. So let's say you go have a nice dinner at Stock Hill. Good conversation. Good meal. You go to Paropo. That's a good first date place. That's where Travis Kelsey took Taylor Swift. And then she's like, you know what? You don't want the night to end, and she doesn't want the night to end. So you go somewhere else. You guys are having a really good time. Next thing you know, you look up, and it's 1130. You're going to call it a night. I think at the end of that night, you can look at her and say, hey, what are you doing tomorrow for the Chiefs game? She's going to be watching the Chiefs game. She's going to give you an answer. Oh, I got to run errands, or oh, I'm going to church. And then, But she's like, I don't know. What are you doing? There you go. Now, I don't know if you can invite her over to watch the Chiefs game, It's in Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas, Overland Park, hundreds of places showing the game. Hey, why don't we go to here and go watch the game? I think you can easily turn the first date into a great weekend and really get some good momentum and get the ball rolling on your new possible relationship. I think that's an underrated one-two punch there. That's the left-right combination. You got to throw – nobody just throws one punch. You can't, you can't get anywhere with just one punch. You got to have a combination. That's an underrated one. Date one on Saturday. What are you doing for the Chiefs game on Sunday? You've now spent 11 of the last 20 available hours with this person. And who knows where it can go from there. I'm here to give you a little free game, Rob, a little free game. Do we think the second date for a Chiefs game has the same energy when it's the noon Fox as it does Big time CBS? Because I would say, no, I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm in the minority. The average noon road game against a ho-hum opponent does not carry the same energy and juice in my home that a 325 against Joe Burrow does. I know that game's not going to happen against Joe Burrow. So you're telling me after a good first date, you're going to say, that was great. I really enjoyed myself. Do you want to go watch the Chiefs in 12 hours against the Patriots. I don't know that has the same juice as, hey, tomorrow at 3.30, me and the fellas and I got some friends, we're talking about doing something, but I want to go down to the Brookside do you want to come with and watch the Chiefs? I think that marquee game, everyone's out and about. I don't know everyone's out and about for noon Patriots on Sunday. Rob, you want to know what they're doing noon on Sunday, regardless of who's playing? Brunch. Any girl I've ever talked to in my entire life, you want to know what they love? Brunch. They love it. 
Maybe they're not even that into watching football. But there's eggs, there's bacon, there's champagne, there's orange juice, there's something in the air. It's brunch. Yes, you're right. This isn't the 325 Chiefs and Eagles game. This isn't Monday night football. They serve an alcohol, right? They serve an omelets. They serve in French toast. Of course she's into it. She's absolutely down. I'm just giving y'all a little free game here. Next thing here before we play our conversation with Danny Parkins of 670, the score in Chicago. I wrote this down during the commercial break. So Vern obviously has missed a lot of cultural classic movies. So I wrote down five movies that I believe every man under 40 has seen all five of these movies. I wrote them down during the commercial break. These are the five. Dark Knight, 40-year-old version, Superbad, Mean Girls, The Departed. I think every man under 40 has seen those five movies. I think they are the movies of our time. Now, if you are like, oh, if you're under 50, that you have a different list of movies. That's Forrest Gump. That's Pulp Fiction. But if you were in college around the same time that you and I were in college, Rob, if you graduated high school in 08, you've seen these movies before. If you graduated high school in 04, You've seen The Dark Knight, 40-year-old version, super bad. You've seen these movies. That's my five. Dark Knight, 40-year-old version, super bad, Mean Girls, The Departed. It's a good list. I'm trying to think what else I would add and take to it because I feel like to not have Anchorman on there is a miss. A lot of people are saying that they would swap out Mean Girls for Hangover. Hangover is another one okay. I was considering. I can live with that. I'm fine with Mean Girls staying, but I would say it maybe is a list for guys and girls is different. I would say no girl under 40 has missed Mean Girls, or maybe a guy has missed out, but they've seen The Hangover. That's- that just seems like a movie that you have watched with a person that you were dating. Just like every man has watched one episode of Sex in the City, maybe you, that's not your show. But you have dated some girl that loves Sex in the City at some point in your life, so you have seen it. I'm stoned you didn't have Wedding Crashers on the list. You know I love Wedding Crashers. We quote you that know movie I a lot. love that movie. I'm like legitimately stunned you didn't have it. I would take 40-Year-Old Virgin, which is very good, off and put Crashers back on. I feel like 40-Year-Old Virgin has had a longer shelf life than Wedding Crashers. And I, you know I love it. I love it. I feel like 40-Year-Old Virgin is a more popular movie than Wedding Crashers. Though. I don't think so. I think, Crash, I think Crashers has more longevity and staying power so, yeah, you may have seen 40-Year-Old Virgin in 2007 when it came out, but are people still quoting it? Are people still talking about it? Do people make reference to it? Not really. I, it was great then, but I don't think it's carried the test of time the way Crashers has. Someone on the text line says, CDOT, they may not want to admit it, but every guy listening has also seen The Notebook. I think that's one of those movies, too. I think that's one of those movies. I would say that The Notebook is one of those movies at some point you have dated a girl that was really into Twilight or Harry Potter. And you just, you, you had to watch it. You wanted to keep the peace. You, you wanted to keep the peace. Or you felt like you were close and maybe this could help you. Mm, I really don't want to watch this. But you know what? All right, baby. If you want to watch Harry Potter, I'll watch Harry Potter with you. I'll watch it with you. Does Hunger Games fall in that same category? I've actually never seen the Hunger Games before. I, that's fine. You haven't seen it. I think it falls into that every woman liked it conversation. I think under 40-year-old women enjoyed the Hunger Games the same way they enjoy Twilight or Harry Potter. So it's one of those, maybe you don't love it. But you know what? Grit your teeth and get through it because it's going to be on, and that's just life. Okay. These are my five movies. Text on. Let me know if you agree with this. 913-586-7610. I think that... I think every man under 40, they've seen these movies. The Dark Knight, 40-year-old version, Superbad, Mean Girls, and The Departed. Someone says, I've never heard of The Departed. I don't even know how that's possible. This is a weird question. I know because under 40. But are we sure Shawshank or Goodfellas should make the list? Because I have a theory that almost every man on earth has seen one of those two films, if not both. Age be damned. 
everyone has seen one of those movies. Departed falls in that same category, but Goodfellas is more popular than Departed, and Shawshank is just one of those, whoa, can you believe you saw it movies. Yeah, but I feel like we all saw those movies before we turned, like, 12, like, because they were just were on so much. Like, I just would put them in, like, a very, very different category. I would put them in. Like, I, I feel like by the time you were a teenager, you saw Forrest Gump multiple times. I feel like you saw Goodfellas just because it was on TV so much. So I, I, I kind of feel like you grew up with those movies in a very different way than you grew up with The Dark Knight. Like, I was in college when The Dark Knight came out. And I was like, oh, I've, I've never seen a superhero movie like this before. I feel like those movies are a little bit different. Just a little bit. I just think it. I don't know Shawshank and Goodfellas carry the same zest with women that it do for men. So I think maybe you and me saw them at 12, 13, and it's not the same cultural impact as Dark Knight, but we still enjoy that film to this day, where maybe if you show it to a 13-year-old girl, she's like, oh, I got to watch this movie with my dad and get through it, and it doesn't hold the same, wow, we saw that movie kind of moment for her. Do you think Dark Knight still holds up now that you've seen a bunch of superhero movies? Yes. Dark Knight you does. just love superhero movies. Yeah. Dark Knight does. Dark Knight Rises doesn't. I mean, I've never liked the one with Bane. I never yeah. thought that movie was good. That, that didn't hold I up. I think the first one's a little overrated, too. I know it's a trilogy. I know it's three of them. It's really just one Batman movie that really made it. And really, if we're being honest, it's really just one actor carried the, the weight. All right. You know what? Let's get back to very serious sports things and talk about the Chiefs as they lost last week to the Buffalo Bills and what they need to do to win this week against the New England Patriots. Danny Parkins of 670 The Score in Chicago is going to join us coming up on the other side. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by De Pasquale Moore. Remember, Mike's got this. Don't forget to catch Odyssey NFL insider Peter King every Tuesday at 4 p.m. right here on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget just as soon as I... Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Kansas City, it's Trent McDuffie. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Coming up in about 30 minutes, we will play University of. You guys know the rules. We will give you a player. You tell me what college he goes to. If you don't know, we hang up on you. If you know, you get a pizza. The game is very, very simple. We'll play that coming up in just a bit. 
I want to play this conversation for you. It's a chance to catch up with one of my favorite people to talk to about sports. Danny Parkins of 670 to score in Chicago. He also is the co-host of First and Pod. I highly encourage you to download that if you are one to listen to NFL podcasts. His birth name is Danny Parkins, but not on this show. Park Park, what's good? Good afternoon, Carrington Cronkite. I mean... (laughs) Brian Williams, CDOT. No, he was the one who faked the story. And that Pat Mahomes interview was very real. Way to further that story of the unlikable villain, crybaby, whiny Kansas City Chiefs. I will tell you, Danny, that I reached out to two people for how they thought I should handle the interview. You at least answered my text. Nick did not. Yeah, yeah. Nick is, uh, you know, I don't want to brag about how often him and I talk, but, you know. You guys are, you know, there's a, there's a degree of separation there now. He's big time, man. He's a TV star. So, uh, but I, I will, I'm not quite big enough to ignore you yet. It's coming. I'm working for it every day. I mean, I'm looking forward to it too. When I turn on sports center and you're on there and I send you a text like, Hey, how's it going? Or I ask you a random question about season three of the wire. And then you don't respond to it. Yeah, no, listen, I'm looking forward to the day, man. Again, like I, I'm not quite there, but I'm trying. Every day, I wake up, and the first thing I think of is, are my wife and kids healthy? And then my second thought, before I have my feet have hit the ground, is what can I do today to be so big that I can forget all about uh, Kellington Harrington? Danny, let's start with this, because there's so much that has happened since the last time that you and I talked. I want a neutral observer from the outside looking in on the actions and events that happened on Sunday. This was my stance on the Open for Monday show. The Chiefs have been on the right end of some 50-50 calls. Over the last couple of weeks, they have been on the wrong end of 50-50 calls, whether it's the pass interference that wasn't called in the game against the Green Bay Packers or whether it was the official maybe told Tony, didn't tell Tony to step back a little bit, and they got called for offensive offsides. I think the reason that this has maybe reached the level of Patrick Mahomes has to apologize and all the opinions that have come in is, I thought Kansas City came off in that moment like sore losers. And through all of this, the Chiefs have been the victors. They have been the one that have been able to laugh last. They have lost four of their last six games. Their quarterback was trying to go after the official. And it was a little bit of a bad look, in my opinion. I'm curious what you think as a neutral observer. I mean, it was a very bad look. You know, the, 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 if we're just talking the look. The optics of it were terrible. Because it was a correct call, Mahomes lost his mind, and then he bitched about it afterwards, as did Andy Reid, and that was totally out of character for them. So if we're just talking about the optics of how that game ended, it was terrible. Um, I do think that it was a boiling over of frustrations. I know they won't admit that. I know they have to kind of defend and put their arm around Tony uh, because he needs that and they can't afford to have him check out. I know the frustrations of, you know, Tony lost the game against the Lions, and uh, you could argue that he lost that game against the Bills, and MVS drops the, the deep shot against the Eagles, and Sky Moore drops one against the Broncos, and the pass interference against the Packers. Like, I get that they think that they are much better than their record is and that they haven't really dealt with this level of adversity, uh, but it didn't come across well. But that it's okay. You're allowed to have a bad moment of testosterone build emotion it's okay he apologized you move on hopefully now we get pissed off Patrick Mahomes and he goes on a rampage you know to finish the season and has some sort of like us against the world chip on their shoulder thing Uh, I thought the most obvious point which wasn't made enough was when Mahomes is like you got to let the players decide it on the field when the ref threw the flag he did not know that Kelsey was going to lateral and Tony was going to score a touchdown and it was going to be an all-time moment taken off the board. He threw the flag the second the ball was snapped because he wasn't able to see the ball and Tony clearly lined up offside. I know that there are normally warnings. I know that it's never happened to an Andy Reid uh, team before in over 20,000 snaps, but it had happened 11 times this year. It is a point of emphasis and the official made the call. Do I wish that he didn't? Of course. I said right in the moment when it happened, I said, I feel robbed. But I was referring to I felt robbed by Tony. I felt robbed by Kadarius Tony for, you know, it was like his D Ford moment, his Jawan Taylor moment. It's, listen, man, it's very sloppy. 
That is a, it's very sloppy what the Chiefs have done and continue to do. And so, you know, it sucks. They looked bad. They looked petulant. They looked whiny. It wasn't likable. And they have gone for five years largely being liked and beloved. Bill Simmons said, I lost a little respect for him. I get it. Like, I get, I get it. It's not a good moment. So is it the biggest deal in the world? No. Does he get the benefit of the doubt? Of course. Uh, is it a complete footnote to an all-time great career and all that? Yeah, of course. No one's going to be talking about this for Mahomes in five years or maybe even five weeks. But in the moment, it was a bad look. I find it hard to believe that someone who has cheered for the New England Patriots and Tom Brady for the last 20 years can then right, look at what right, happened on exactly. the sideline. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, no, to- to- totally fair. But what I'm saying is, is that, like, you know how this works. Pat McAfee calls it overreaction Monday. Like, these games, there's only 17 of them. They all matter a lot. They fuel a week's worth of content. We have literally never seen Pat Mahomes react that way. We have literally never seen Andy Reid react that way. They are the best coach and quarterback in the league, and they both reacted in a way that was out of character. Of course that was going to bring out the sports take industrial complex. So they just kind of got to wear it until their next one. This is the debate that we've been having in the city is whether you're in or out on the Kansas City Chiefs as them being a Super Bowl contending team. I am still in for this reason. A lot of people in the city are on the point of no just because of their offense and how inconsistent they've been. This is the yeah, point. Well, they're dumb. I, they're 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 dumb. Then they then that, that's that's stupid. No, I'm just going to tell dumb. you where I am in all this, and it sounds like you're at the okay. exact same place. I am not okay. happy with the way Kansas City is playing for very obvious reasons. This is one of the few times that heading into the final month of the season, I don't view them as the best team in the AFC. But Baltimore has to play somebody in the AFC Championship game. I get it if you like the Baltimore Ravens and consider them to be the best team in the AFC. But you have to explain to me why you like Miami more than Kansas City or why you like Jacksonville more than Kansas City or Cleveland or any of the other possibilities of the wild card team. This is the first Chiefs team that could win the Super Bowl or lose in the first round of the playoffs. For the most part, we knew that this team had a relatively high floor. I'm not really sure what the floor is, but you certainly shouldn't be out on them and their ability to make a run in the postseason. I would not pick them against the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. Everyone else, I think there's a completely reasonable, logical argument to say that in a neutral field or even in Baltimore in an AFC title game, that you can make an X's and O's football reason to pick the Chiefs. And if you lose in the Super Bowl, it's happened before. It's still an awesome season. And... Obviously, San Francisco might not make it, or injuries could happen, or weird things can happen in a 60-minute football game. But if, I mean, what is their record the last five years? Do you even know? I mean, it's got to be astronomical. Like, if this coach and quarterback and organization hasn't earned the benefit of the doubt from Chiefs fans, then that's insane. Like, Obviously, this is disappointing. Obviously, they're underachieving. Obviously, they're slumping. Obviously, this is a bad moment, and I'm with you. They could lose to anybody on a bad day, and that is unusual. But you're not expecting them to lose to anybody. You wouldn't expect them to lose to Jacksonville. You wouldn't expect them to lose to Miami. You wouldn't expect them uh, even to lose to Baltimore. Like, it could happen, sure, of course. But you're not – you wouldn't expect it to – given the pedigree and the playoff experience and the playoff record of this team. So I, if people say they can't win the Super Bowl this year, I think that's insane. The thing that I think is just really jarring with Kansas City is you kind of said it earlier that you expect Patrick Mahomes to come out there and play with a man like his hair is on fire. But this also isn't basketball. Like this isn't, this isn't a scenario in which Kobe can just take over and just take 45 shots. Like there has to be that measure of help. And I think what's frustrating is we all know that Kansas City has the best quarterback in the league. We all feel like they have the best coach. Travis Kelsey, maybe he's not what he was last year, but he's still one of the best skill position players in the league. I mean, this team really needs Kadarius Toney to step up. This team really needs Sky Moore, MVS, Justin Watson, and the cast of characters. And they just haven't gotten consistent production from any of them. I'm at the point all you need is one of them to step up. You don't need two or three of the wide receivers. You don't even need a good wide receiver room. 
Can they develop one wide receiver over the next six or seven weeks? If they do, then this team can obviously still reach all of their goals. Yeah, and maybe it's Rasheed Rice in the divisional round and MVS on championship Sunday and Pacheco in the Super Bowl. You know, like it doesn't it doesn't have to be one guy. Like one guy just needs to play really well each round of the postseason. And if it's the same guy, great. That's obviously easier on Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. Uh, if it's a different guy, hopefully they're good enough to figure it out. And, man, win a Super Bowl with your defense. Peyton Manning did. You know, go and have, you know, go have Nick Bolton have a scoop and score touchdown. Go have Chris Jones get a safety in a postseason game. It's allowed. Like, the defense is allowed to score, too. So, pick them up a little bit. The wide receiver core is the weak point of the Kansas City Chiefs. That shouldn't be the case when Mahomes is on the team in his prime, but it is right now. So if they don't step up, someone else needs to. I guess really quick here, Danny, I'll get you out of here with this. We asked Peter King this question. He comes on my show and your show. Look at us. We're twins. He came on our show and I asked him if he could look into his crystal ball six months from now, where is Bill Belichick working? He said either the commanders or the chargers. Where do you think that Bill Belichick is in six months? I wouldn't hire him. <laughs> so, I mean, that guy lost to the Giants coming off of a bye. That just, like, that just, and yes, it eliminated me from Survivor, and so I'm still really salty about it. But, I, so Justin Herbert's going to get Anthony Lynn and then Brandon Staley and then a 72-year-old defensive coach, even though he is the greatest of all time. Like, I just, I don't know, man. I, if I'm running the Chargers, I'm hiring an offensive coach to maximize the talent that is Justin Herbert and those skill position guys. So to me, Washington makes way more sense uh, from their standpoint than, than the Chargers do because Washington is still trying to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback, and they've got some talent on defense that can maybe overachieve with them, and they got a new owner who wants to make a splash. So I guess Washington makes more sense to me than the Chargers, but I wouldn't really be that enthused. Uh, if my team, no matter who that team was, if they hired Bill Belichick, to be perfectly honest. That is Danny Parkins of 670 The Score in Chicago. He also is the co-host of First and Pod. I highly encourage you to download that podcast if you just want good NFL. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Conversation with the guys. Danny, man, I always enjoy catching up with you, my friend. I appreciate you. Listen, if Peter King's not too big for you, I guess I can't be yet. That's my guy, Danny Parkins, joining us today. What do you make of what Danny had to say there at the end, that he wouldn't be interested in Bill Belichick? It. We talked about this earlier in the week, that Belichick's legacy is going to be one of the more interesting things that we have seen. You know I love my cross-sport and my NBA comparisons. Rob, I can't see a scenario in which Greg Popovich was available. Let's say that the Spurs fired him right now. They've lost 17 straight games. I guess they won yesterday, so they lost 17 of their last 18. 
I still think that Greg Popovich would be number one on basically any team's list to go hire a head coach if he was available in the NBA. The equivalent of that is going to be available to coach your NFL team coming up in six weeks, seven weeks. I don't think that Bill Belichick is going to be back in New England next year. And for someone like Danny to say, I wouldn't even be interested in bringing Bill Belichick in. I'm still interested in Bill Belichick, the coach. I am not interested in Bill if he still wants to be the Lord over everything. I think we saw at the end with Andy Reid and his time in Philadelphia, hey, only one person can wear so many hats that you remember Andy at the end of his time in Philadelphia, he wanted to be the general manager and the head coach. I don't think that you can do both. I think it is nearly impossible to do both at a really, really high level for a sustained period of time that the league is changing and what you evaluate and what you need is just different. Like, I don't know how you can look at the new England Patriots drafts over the last couple of years and then feel like their general manager is in tune with things. I mean, they had a lot of picks this year. I mean, this was the same amount of picks that we talk about the Patriots. Like the Patriots, I would say, do your model. You are acquire the picks. Get as many picks as you can. They had a first-round pick, second-round pick, third-round pick, four in the fourth round, four in the sixth round. They had a lot of swings on the dartboard. They didn't draft an offensive skill position player until the sixth round. With that wide receiver room that they had, they didn't draft a running back, period. You went out and you got Ezekiel Elliott? What are we doing? Ezekiel Elliott's done. The Cowboys threw him away once they got all the use out of Ezekiel Elliott. I don't really question Bill Belichick, the coach, that much, but Bill Belichick can't be the person that He is the end-all, be-all when it comes to player acquisition. You just can't be. You can't be that anymore. I think that part of the game has passed him by. And I think you need to put Bill Belichick with a 30... You need to put him with a Brett Veach type. Uh, Under 40, under 45-year-old whiz kid that's been around football. That it is a clear separation of this is your responsibility This is my responsibility. Let's work together and let's try to build the best football team that's possible. But the the issue with New England now is that Bill Belichick, the general manager, he has certainly let down Bill Belichick, the coach. I'm going to agree with Danny here because it sounds eerily familiar to what I've been saying. I don't know Bill Belichick makes the Chargers better because I don't know Bill Belichick at his age and what the modern NFL looks like is a guy that you would go out and hire. When was the last time a defense forward coach, a guy who's going to tighten up the screws on your defense, went out and just had gangbusters success in the NFL to the point where everyone went, what a great hire. Has that guy existed in a while? Not really. It has been offensive mind after offensive mind after offensive mind that we look back and say, wow, great hire. Mike McDaniels in Miami. Wow. That worked out. Great hire. Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. We're saying great hire. Mike McCarthy came from an offensive tree. I don't like Mike McCarthy, but people in Dallas are saying, wow, great hire. Denver, they missed on Hackett. They went out and did. They got an offensive mind in Sean Payton. I, I usually love all your NBA analogies. Me and you are usually lockstep on your NBA analogy, but it falls short here because in the NBA, the coach is controlling offense and defense. He kind of lords over everything. In the NFL, you kind of farm that out a little bit. You have an offensive mind and a defensive mind on your staff. And the offensive minds are the ones that people are hiring and people are having success with in the league. Bill Belichick's probably the GOAT. He's a surefire Hall of Famer. He might catch Shula, but I'm not sure that hiring him fixes any or all your ills if you're the L.A. Chargers. What if I threw out the Houston Texans as that team and hired D'Amico Ryans? Can I then say, let's see that once they lose their offensive coordinator this offseason? Because yeah. Bobby Slowick, their offensive coordinator, is about to be a head coach after one year because he has C.J. Stroud looking like an MVP candidate for a while. Let, let's see. Because you're right. 
I would also say Robert Sala for a while looked like the guy, and then you hired Nathaniel Hackett. Now people are saying, eh. Yeah, I don't know how you hired him. I don't know how yeah. I don't know how you saw how what things happened in Denver and was like, you know what? I want part of that Denver offense. I want that team. I want that offense for my team. What's gonna happen with Bill Belichick to me is one of the more interesting things in the National Football League. It is. It really is. For a coach to have the accolades that he has, the track record, the pedigree that he has, yet no one really seems to want or we don't think is going to get a marquee job next season or be in high demand. It is a very, very unique scenario that we find ourselves with, with maybe the greatest coach in the history of the league coming up in about 10 minutes or so. We're going to play university of speaking of bill Belichick. Here's Mike Greenberg of ESPN. I think Andy Reed figures to win double digit games every year for the foreseeable future, because he has that quarterback. Mm -hmm. In the same way that Bill did for all those years because he had that quarterback. So, yes, I think if, you, if you're asking me, do I think there's a chance that when it's all said and done, Reed winds up the winningest coach of all time? I think there's a real chance. Follow-up question. When it's all said and done, is there any chance that Reed passes Bill? For Super Bowls? No, just in terms of, like, you know, the answer to the question, who is the greatest football coach of all time? I have, do I have this right? Reed is the winningest coach in the history of the Eagles, right? Yes, and he's the only coach to be the winningest coach for two different for franchises. For two different teams. That's why this came up recently. And he took them to a Super Bowl, and they won a ton of playoff games. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that they're— It's on if, the table for you. If Reed, sure. So let's say Reed wins two more—goes to two more and wins two more. Okay. Now he's been in six, and he's won four. You could absolutely make that comparison. And if he winds okay. up with more wins, sure. I, I, you, I could see having that. I mean, we'll have to see where we are when we get to that, if we get to that. But could I see that happening? Of course. Can I ask a question? This is just, it's just me thinking out loud. If we can let Andy Reid pass Bill Belichick with few championships, how can we not let LeBron pass Michael Jordan, even though he has fewer championships? That's just just a thought of mine, because a lot of people's argument is Mike is six and zero, and I I I get all of that. I just want to know how one one scenario it can work and not the other scenario. When Bill Belichick is going to have more Super Bowl wins, he is probably going to finish with more wins than he is. He's certainly going to have more appearances. I mean, he he's had nine appearances in the Super Bowl. I, he's had a lot. Andy better get going to catch up with nine. He better get going if he's going to catch up with them. That is just that is just a thought that I have. I think, though, at least in public perception, because of how poorly it has gone for Belichick aside from Brady, I think that it is easier for him, Andy Reid, to pass Bill Belichick than it is for Patrick Mahomes to pass Tom Brady. Even though I believe that Patrick Mahomes is the more talented of the two quarterbacks and wows you and will pop up, and if you were trying to explain to someone 20 years from now who the better quarterback was between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, and I showed you a video of their highlights of the two, you're going to have a tough time really explaining why number 12 was better than number 15. Like, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be one of those you just had to be there moments and explaining why Brady was so dominant and why Brady was so good. I do wonder with Belichick, when he is removed from this, how we talk about him when he's not in the middle of it. Like, let's say that Belichick coaches two more years. Let's say he goes to the Los Angeles Chargers. They make the playoffs one of those years. They miss the playoffs the other years. But Belichick has more Super Bowl wins than everybody and has more regular season wins than everybody. What's going to be the argument that he's not the greatest coach of all time if by every single metric that we use on who the greatest is, he will be number one in all of those things? I think the only chance for Andy to get there is that he has to get to four or five. And then I think Andy's argument is going to be much more of a, well, I've done it in two different places. I was an elite coach in Philadelphia the amount of AFC, NFC championship games. We got to the Super Bowl in Philadelphia, and then when I got my quarterback in Kansas City. But then I kind of feel like, and maybe I understand it's different, like Andy has still been really good without Patrick Mahomes. But, I mean, Andy didn't start winning championships until he got an elite quarterback too. 
So we're like, we're not going to knock Andy for that, but we're going to knock Bill Belichick for doing it. It just seems very, very subjective on who's the greatest. It just seems very, very subjective to me when we all can identify that for a 20 year period, it looked like Bill was just clearly better than everybody else. It felt like Bill knew the plays better than you knew the rules better than you. And he could execute and get his team to play at a much higher level than you are. And now it feels like a little bit of revisionist history because we don't really think of those Patriots teams as being overly talented. We just think of those Patriots teams as being incredibly well coached. I would also say to the Belichick as a product of Brady thing, I think we're discounting what Belichick did pre-Brady. He was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns when they were about to leave Cleveland. That is not an ideal situation. What did Jeff Fisher say about coaching the Rams without to leave St. Louis? He hated it because there's so much outside noise. Belichick did that and went to the playoffs in Cleveland. Cleveland doesn't go to the playoffs. That's what the Browns are not known for, being in the playoffs. That's, that's foreign ground to the Cleveland Browns. They don't do playoff games. I get that it's not the same level of success as Andy Reid, and I get that it's before the average person locked into the NFL the way we do now, but there is an element of success Bill Belichick has had without Tom Brady. It's just not the same level as Andy Reid. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, Andy is fantastic, but someone on the text line said Andy's argument is that he's done it. Belichick just rode Brady's coattails. Andy wasn't a champion until Patrick Mahomes appeared. We had 15 years of information of Andy Reid. 15 years. He got fired from one place, and they were clearly hitting their ceiling with the quarterback that they had with Alex Smith. And then they got the greatest quarterback that we have ever seen, and it took Andy to the next level. I'm not saying that as a knock towards Andy in any way. I'm just saying is I don't know how, like, we know you need great quarterbacks to do great things in the National Football League. Both of them have maximized having a great quarterback. Bill Belichick maximized it and won six championships and became the greatest coach. And once you gave Andy that talent, he has become the equal in a lot of ways of Bill Belichick. Coming up on the other side, we'll give you the opportunity to play University of 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. You guys know the rules. We'll give you a player. You got to tell us what college he went to. If you know, we'll give you pizza. If you don't, we're going to hang up on you. Keep it right here, Sir Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Well, we're coming to your city. It's the game that is sweeping the nation in popularity. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Time to play University of on The Drive. This is a very simple game. If you want to play University of, you can. 913-586-7610. The game is very simple. I will give you five players. If you know four of those players and what college they went to, we'll give you a pizza. If you don't, well, Rob, tell them what happens. We hang up on you. So I'll ask you, Lawrence Maroney, what's your answer? Minnesota. One of these days, I'm going to stump Rob, and it's, you know what, I'm going to give everybody on the text line a pizza whenever we stump Rob in the game. All right, let's play University of Matt. How are you doing today, my friend? Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Drew Bledsoe. Uh, Drew Bledsoe went to Washington State. Correct. Juju Smith-Schuster. USC. Vince Wilfork. The U. Mac Jones. Mac Jones? Mac Jones, the quarterback of the Patriots. Bama. He did. You are a winner. Matt, congratulations. That is four in a row. Salute to you. We had one person on hold. They just hung up. They heard Mac Jones and just, I don't even know what college. If you don't know what college Mac Jones went to, this just might not be the game for you. Dakota, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing great. Jimmy Garoppolo. Southern Illinois. Incorrect. Ezekiel Elliott. Ohio State. Junior Seau. Uh, Miami. I got to do it, Dakota. I got to hang up on you. But it's not the college that Junior Seau went to. Tyler, you were the last person that called in to play University of. This game might be ending. No one wants to play the game anymore, Tyler. Well, you got hard questions. We're going to, I mean, shoot. You've been shooting them hard. That's all right. Let's go. 
Rob Gronkowski. Oh, gosh. Gronk, uh, Florida. Incorrect. Julian Edelman. Oh, gosh. Uh, I want to say Minnesota. That's this week's edition of University of. That's all we got. That's all we have. To the three people calling in, 10 minutes ago was the time to call in. Not now. Just That's over. We're done. Done. I don't appreciate Tyler saying they've been hard. Rob Gronkowski. I don't know if University of is coming back next week. Might be time. You know? We'll go back to do you know. <laughs> it, just, it might be over. It might be over. University of could be over. That's fine. That happens, you know? It's life. We might have. It might have reached its end. Salute to University of. It's hard. Rob Gronkowski is going to the Hall of Fame. He went to Arizona, by the way. I mean, fine. Julian Edelman's difficult. That's life. But Junior Seau is in the Hall of Fame. This might be it, man. It's over. University of. Someone went text on and said the game stinks. All right, well, you know, might be gone. Might be over. It's a great run of University of. I enjoyed it. I appreciated it. Someone said, do cities. The athletes were born. You don't know what college they went to. Now you know where they were born. Stop it. <laughs> Absolutely not. You guys don't know that. We're going to make it even harder. We're going to add the degree of difficulty. No, not at all. Never. I have any interest in doing that. Andy Reid today spoke to the media and he was asked about their plan of easing Justin Ross back into the offense. Here's what Andy Reid said. Yeah, we'll just see kind of where he's at. You know, it's um, physically and it's hard to be gone that long and just kind of jump right back in. So uh, we'll just have to see where, where he's at. I don't want Justin Ross back on the team. And it has absolutely nothing to do with anything that happened in his personal life. You know what this offense doesn't really need down the stretch? Them trying to figure it out with another wide receiver. With another wide receiver. Last week, they threw it to nine different people. And one of those receivers wasn't Noah Gray. Noah Gray got zero opportunities to make a catch last week. Zero targets. They haven't been able to figure it out with the guys that we actually like and think are good. They got to try to figure it out with Richie James, Justin Ross, and McCole Hardman with a month left in the season. Justin, I'm happy you're back. I'm happy you got cleared. I hope you got all the help you need. I'm happy you are off suspension. I, I can't say it enough. This offense just doesn't need another mediocre wide receiver or another guy that they're going to throw it to one or two times. I keep saying this. I want them to shrink the room, not keep adding to it. I want them to make a decision. MVS, are we using you or are we not using you? I'm tired of MVS getting four or five targets a game and doing absolutely nothing with the targets that he's been given. I'm tired of it. Justin Watson was their most reliable wide receiver a month ago. They don't throw it to him anymore. He's not part of their offense anymore. They fired Justin Watson over the last couple of weeks. He has had one catch in back-to-back weeks. He had one catch against the Raiders. You guys remember that was the one where he got knocked down. He then got up, caught the touchdown, and then was screaming at the guy. They then didn't throw it to him at all in the Green Bay game. And then they threw it to him once in the Bills game. So they're not even using Justin Watson anymore. This wide receiver room doesn't need more complications. They need simplicity. Let's really start to narrow this thing down and let's find four that we really like instead of trying to make it work with eight of them and seeing who can get the hot hand. Because I don't know how you can let Richie James be the hot hand. He played in 11 snaps. At this point, it seems impossible for Sky Moore to be the hot hand 
He had another game in which he ran cardio. He had no catches in the game against Buffalo. Zero. So maybe saying that I don't want Justin Watson back is a little harsh. And I can, you know, let me correct it. If you you like Justin Watson, then make a decision on how we're going to use Justin Watson and Justin Ross. And are you gonna are you committed to giving Justin Ross five to seven targets and seeing what he can do with those five to seven targets? Because you've tried that with MVS. He's getting you 21 yards. You've tried it with Sky Moore. He's getting you 35 yards. But throwing it to all, it's just, it's not working. Their wide receiver room is not working. And adding McCole Hardman and adding Justin Ross and these guys who are bottom of the roster guys. I just don't know if that's the remedy to get this offense back up and running. Coming up on the other side, we'll continue to get you ready for Sunday's game against the New England Patriots. Keep it right here, Sidra. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.